Yes, you were mentioning The Witcher, eh, Dingo? Yeah, I just mentioned that uh, when I'm off for like a week during the holidays, I'm probably going to watch the new season. Oh, yeah, yeah. What, did you see uh, season one? Did you watch through that already? Yeah, I already watched through that. It was it was pretty good. Yeah, that was what I thought. I uh, it, it was funny you brought that up, actually, because just before uh, sitting down to record this tonight, uh, Val and I sat down. We watched uh, the first episode of season two, actually. Oh, Ooh. damn. Okay. Nice. nice. How was that? Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> uh, I think it was a pretty good start. It, it's there's not a whole lot really happening so far, but it, it was an interesting bit of uh, actually getting to see some of Siri and uh, Geralt interacting for like a better part of an episode. And the, the plot line for the episode was pretty interesting. It was. I think overall kind of self-contained, but thematically it was uh, definitely pretty in line with what you'd expect, I'd say. Does this episode take place like right after season one or is it like... Oh yeah, pretty much. Skip? Okay. <laughs> uh, they they have like a little intro that is ties in more to the, the like core episode plot, but like immediately after that, it's like this big aerial shot like sweeping in over like the aftermath of the battle of sodden hill from like the end of the first season so okay it's like right after that battle ended and yeah okay nice yeah like i i it's been i want to say it's been like a year or something since i first watched it but oh yeah i'm excited to watch this new season i watched the animated movie they released on netflix a while ago i meant to watch that how was it i would say if you'd like The Witcher, you're probably going to enjoy it. Like, it's pretty well animated. I just, okay. nothing, I'm, it wasn't yeah. crazy good, but it was just enjoyable watch, I would say. I'm pretty sure it was animated by the same studio that did the Castlevania series. It, yeah, oh. 100%. Yeah. That's, that's not a that's bad a thing for me. They, they do some good stuff. I would say the only odd thing was going from the live TV series to the animated movie it might just be a little, not daunting but a little different just because of how like fight scenes are animated it's i think there's just a big difference between how they animate fight scenes and then how choreography works in live action well it seems like he's completely different in terms of like skill and ability compared to Geralt. (laughs) Uh, like he's he's on some animation powers yeah as it's just a little i guess weird having like the them being like connected in terms of timeline but it's like but this is not going to be reflected in the live action (laughs) yeah i mean that's understandable but i think they're like achieving different things while still kind of sharing a universe i guess it's kind of neat oh for sure and it's kind of cool to have a look at like how things were when the witchers weren't just like random like individuals but like actual like organization filled with members Interesting. That does sound pretty cool, actually. I'll have to check that out here soon. Does yeah. the movie kind of like follow the show at all, or is it just like two entirely different things? It's like is it based off the show at all, or like oh yeah, it's or... it's based off like it's like a, almost a prologue to the first season, I guess. Oh, okay, that's cool. You could. It doesn't really include much of Geralt or any of the cast that you know. But I think it's more of a way to introduce Vesemir as a character in season two, I assume, or at least later down the line. Okay. Yeah, I think he shows up somewhere in here, but yeah, like, I know he's like mentioned in season one, but like he never makes an appearance, and I think that's just being like, okay, this is who this character is. Yeah, it's a neat idea. I think it's a, an interesting way to kind of play with the fact that you have this property you can make content from, right? Just like, well, you know, let's have a little fun, make a little side animated movie. You know, I think that's dope. Yeah. And I, I did like the Vesemir character that they showed in the anime. Uh, like I assume (laughs) anime Vesemir, (laughs) he's something else. (laughs) Uh, but I think from, you know, from what I've seen in the anime, he kind of goes through a bit of a character change and he's probably gonna be a lot different in the show, but I think it's, it's very interesting. And, fun <laughs> watch just in, in the live action show just anime vesemir but like older anime <laughs> vesemir just shows up like like damn <laughs> like well, but, <laughs> totally, I, I thought that was really funny but then i thought it'd be even funnier if just vesemir from like witcher 3 just like the 3d model of his character <laughs> <laughs> 
Just flexing on Geralt. <laughs> You're a fucking little bitch. Oh my god. Uh, episode 51 of Balcony Banter. I'm your boy Big B. I'm your boy Bees. And we're joined here this week by our, our good pal Dingo. Hey guys. That's the old, the, 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 the most iconic trio. The most I think. iconic. Oh yeah, 100%. This can't is... name a better trio. Can't name a more iconic trio <laughs> than this. It's impossible. There you uh, try. It's, that's it. You're going to fail. Exactly. <laughs> Fucking, um, I'm on vacation now, boys. It's pretty good. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's relaxing time. It's the end of the year. I got another yeah. week. Yeah, I heard you were mentioning that while we were in the, the pre-show warm-up mm. test record, uh, or test the audio more so. Yeah. Just gotta check the levels, check the gain. Um yeah, it's I'm I'm pretty stoked about it. But yeah, it's it's definitely nice. It's something I appreciate about this time of year, I suppose. Oh yeah, for sure. You got any like big plans for the holidays, or is it just the usual, I guess, holiday stuff, taking it easy? Yeah, yeah, no, I don't have really I like got plans to go see like family and stuff for like, you know christmas specifically but yeah, oh, yeah. beyond that no, it's gonna be just chilling if you know <laughs> people want to hang out have some drinks here and there like what we're gonna be doing later tonight fuck <laughs> it that's fine with me but i i'm kicking back kicking back on a few brews fuck oh. yeah <laughs> you boys having anything to drink here tonight while we while we chat um I mean, not at the moment, but I guess I could. I could make myself something. I got all the stuff needed, like close by, so I could. <laughs> I'm just drinking water right now, so don't feel don't feel like you have to. Mike. <laughs> oh, I I see how it is. That's well, I, I well, I will be later. I just I only have so much beer, and I want to save some of it for when we're at, at the other at the at our boys' place. You gotta make sure you're hydrated first before you start drinking. Oh yeah, exactly. exactly. This man, this man's this man's a professional. That's understand. how you avoid hangovers. Exactly. Oh, yeah, but God. I'm I'm beerless. I got nothing in this house. You're beerless, fuck. That's the one thing you don't want to be. <laughs> I know. And I was thinking of doing it tomorrow, but there's gonna be a lot of snow, so who knows when yeah. I'm gonna be able to have a drink. Fuck. Yeah, that's uh that's some shit. That's a predicament. You start talking about beer, and then I realize, oh god, I have no beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we were <laughs> the emojis and chat. Everybody's fucking cheers. And then you, you were just suddenly like, "Oh yeah, fuck! I don't have any beer." <laughs> Got to take out the cheers emote. I can't cheers without to, beer. Okay, but here's the thing. I mean, I'm sure you had other things going on. I'm sure there's a reason you didn't. But you had this realization at 3 p.m. You had plenty of time before now to go get some. Beer <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> At the time, I was finishing work, but then oh, after, wow. oh yeah, right. Not <laughs> not everyone else is off. I'm fucking. I forget. Today's Friday. <laughs> but including that, I was playing SMT five. Oh, I see. How's that been? What what's SMT five? Shin oh. Megami Tensei. Oh, yeah. okay. uh, I think it came out a month ago on the Switch. Oh, uh, uh, so, um, well, actually, I, yeah, I was gonna, oh, well, I guess if you're gonna explain it, Dingo, I could let you. Okay, <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's not really much to it. Uh, classic JRPG where essentially you kind of tame demons and turn based combat. It's, uh, technically kind of in the same series as the Persona series, if you oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, that's probably a good way to. Yeah, I, I was just going to use that. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to yeah. throw that phone out there for, for Bees, because I don't think he's ever heard of it. But yeah, that, that'll, it, it's in a similar vein, though. I know Shin Megami Tensei is a bit different, but I think some characters from that show up, or at least some of the like demon creatures and stuff like yeah. that show up in uh, Persona as well. But Yeah, in terms of like the roster of monsters, yeah. That, uh, like, almost exactly the same. So you say it's like turn-based combat, but like, um, is it just kind of like a RPG or just a runner? Well, obviously, wouldn't be a running gun if it's turn-based, but you know what I mean. Okay, uh, so it has 
uh, weird turn-based combat where essentially you and your demons each get one action each. If you or your demons get a critical hit or expose a enemy demon's weakness, you get another action that round. So you can like chain like eight attacks on a single enemy, but also the enemy follows the same rules and can just annihilate you easily. Okay. <laughs> and there's... It's a bit of a meme with for these games being like the Dark Souls of JRPGs, just because of how brutal they can be. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, Interesting. Like, I don't think it really in this game, but in like previous games, you can very well lose to the first battle. Oh, it's, really? <laughs> it gets, I mean, yeah, it's not script or anything, but it's like, hey, the enemy just gets a critical hit, and they get another critical hit, and you're dead. Nice. <laughs> Oh, all right, cool. <laughs> Thanks, Atlas. <laughs> Fun time, ten out of ten. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, I mean, overall, I've been enjoying the game. Uh, I would say, compared to previous titles, I find the story and characters are not as exciting this time around. That's kind but, of unfortunate for a game like this. Yeah. But I would say on the technical side, it's a huge improvement. Combat's a lot more fun, especially compared to the last title that I played, where it was very brutal. <laughs> have Have you played all of the uh, titles in this franchise? Like you said, no. it's number five. Have you played all? Yeah, five? I've only I've only have experience with four, but I know some stuff about three. Uh, okay. I was actually uh, just looking to see if it was on Steam. They actually have the remaster for three. Yeah, they, uh, yeah oh, it came out there. for Switch, I think, and Steam. Interesting. Yeah, no, uh, it's a good game. Four was, I think, it's has a lot better story and characters, even if it's not nothing groundbreaking like the Persona games. Uh, just compared to five, though, I find I just don't care about the story so far or the characters. I'm just having fun the turn-based combat and fusing new demons. This certain high that you get from when you fuse demons, and it's like, oh, they have perfect skills that complement this new demon, and now and it's just this high you get when you're fusing more powerful demons. Tango's just collecting demons <laughs> to fuse together to make more demons. In this Essentially. Sort of like Drug-fueled craze. Like 5am and his eyes are like bloodshot. He's there in control. They're like, I just need one more hit. I just need one more demon. I need one more level to get fused the best demon. One more. <laughs> it's all, it's always oh, one more, then I'll go to bed. Oh, just one more. One Either one more hour or it's like, oh, one more fight. But then it's like, yep. oh, but I'm so close to a level. Okay, just one more dungeon and I'll, and I'll go. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's been it's been really fun. Uh, like I was kind of saying before, compared to 4, I find it's a lot more fun to play, even if the story isn't as interesting. For me, 4 was very frustrating because they had a mechanic that either made the fights a lot simpler for you, or could just straight up lose you the fight if the enemy took advantage of it. Huh, okay. Interesting. So... Well, to to kind of like that, dumb down the combat or not like yeah, dumb down but like okay. Uh in terms of combat essentially if you get a critical hit or you expose an enemy's weakness sometimes your they either the enemy demon or your one of your characters will enter a smirk state. It's a really weird term but essentially your character smirks and they essentially will dodge every attack and will always get a critical hit on their attacks. Oh. So huh. it's great when you get it, but when a boss gets it, they can just annihilate your entire party and you lose instantly. Okay. <laughs> yeah, fuck. And it's, it wasn't so frustrating on bosses because usually you could save before it and then it's like, okay, I know kind of what went wrong. I'll go back, change my team up, and do it. It's on the random fights between areas, mm. between save points that really screwed you over. Okay. Because the enemies could ambush you, gain the initiative, and there's like variety of enemies you could encounter that could easily expose one of either your character or your demon's weaknesses. They enter a smirk state and they just start going off on you and you end up losing just because like bad RNG. That's kind of rough, yeah. That I can see feeling incredibly unfair just because there's nothing you can really do to plan for it or it's not like just because they 
they didn't really best you. They just got like a really lucky die. Roll yeah. Yeah. You. Oh, and, yeah. I betcha. But it was also funny because for the first boss, like real boss of the game, before you fought them, because you have human allies that will kind of help you during some fights, and they will just go right after your party goes. For the first boss fight, essentially one of three allies will fight alongside you, and it's random. And you'll know whether or not you have a chance or not at winning that fight. If one of the allies is with you, you just restart. Because they're just a hindrance. Wow, really? Nice. Because they will straight up use moves that are that the enemies null nullifies, and then they'll start smirking, and then they'll just wipe your party. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny when the guy's going, like, using these quotes, like, I'll end this, and then he... Yeah, you ended me, asshole. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he ended it all right. He oh, just yeah. he didn't end the enemy. <laughs> this is this is definitely over. It's, it's not. This isn't good though. You haven't helped me. <laughs> yeah, um, this is over. I surrender. Uh, yeah, it's just instant restart. I can't win. This is stupid. <laughs> uh, but overall, still an enjoyable game if you can get over that little herder hurdle. Ooh. Uh, yeah. So that's just number four, though. Like you're that's on number five, four. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah, and I'm on like five. the combat is like kind of more. I, uh, I've, there's been a couple of bullshit deaths, but overall, I'm having a lot more fun. It's a lot more consistent. That if you if you know what you're doing and you play well, you'll do well. That's one thing I've noticed with like uh, I know like this isn't uh, exactly a sequel because like this is number four and five in the series, uh, but but games that like um, I've noticed uh, like have sequels. Uh, the sequels will tend to add like these mechanics that like uh, kind of make you feel like oh there's not it's not exactly harder than the first one it's just like more bullshit like they just added a <laughs> lot more unbeat like they just added more enemies to like kill you not make the enemies harder you got any like examples of that what well one thing i've really noticed is um one of my buddies is playing through the dark soul series mm -hmm. for the first time yeah and um the biggest complaint from him and actually valentine uh is that dark souls 2 has that very same thing like dark souls 1 like when they're how they describe it to me is like when you died like it was very detrimental but like you knew you messed up when you died whereas in dark souls 2 they just throw like a shit ton of enemies at you and it's like it's dark souls so they're all hard and it's like there's there's just too much yeah from what i remember of dark souls 2 my problem with it is that when you die you essentially lose a little bit of your max hp until you like quote unquote turn human again which allows you usually to either beat a boss or use an item okay so you can have your max hp reduced quite significantly for and then have to fight bosses in this weakened state and that's what really frustrated me about the game because it's a game where it's like you have to learn from your mistakes but you're also very much punished for your mistakes yeah so it's hard yeah. to like learn <laughs> uh and yeah i just didn't enjoy dark souls 2 as much it's a game i never finished that's just the biggest complaint or like uh thing i'm hearing about the dark souls series like Dark Souls 2 is either, like, the worst one or the best one in the series, like, depending on who you ask. Uh, but it's because of, like, that that main complaint. Like, it doesn't feel like it's harder. It's just, like, more bullshit. Like, there's just way too many enemies that you did throw too much at you. God, it's been so long since I played that game. Yeah. I mean, it's a weird game, I guess. Like, in terms of, like the world i find it just isn't as compelling as one or two and it's a lot more linear compared to one especially where one's like oh this area's kind of been pissing me off or i want to you know maybe try a different area see if i have better luck this area's like sometimes you have two choices sometimes you just have the one area and it's like okay well i guess i gotta keep trying and hope for the best here <laughs> and you would think like oh just grind it out just, you know, maybe get a few more levels and then try whatever encounter again. But enemies stop despawning or start, stop respawning after a while. Oh, okay. So not only are you limited in experience, but you're limited in the item that can heal you to max HP. And I was just like, this game's stupid. 
<laughs> this, game, this game dumb. I'm gonna go back to playing one, guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Game I can beat in like 15, 20 hours. Yeah, that was kind of one thing I heard that like three kind of like reverted uh, when they released it because like yeah, because I've heard one and three are like from these people at least one and three are like the be- better ones because like they kind of went uh, took a step back from like what they did with two. Three is different. I think it's definitely a lot better than two, but I don't love it as much as one. Okay. And even though like. A lot of the mechanics are upgraded, and it's just general. The combat's a bit more smoother. I just find it less fun because it's a lot longer, and the enemies just get they get very strong, especially in the DLC. Uh, and even though you're like your end game, and you can easily beat like the final boss and end the run and do new game plus, the DLC enemies are a lot harder than what you should be able to handle at that point. And it just becomes rush through all the enemies to get to the boss because the enemies are too much of a pain to deal with. That's one thing. That's like, honestly, like the biggest piece of advice I've heard my one friend get uh, throughout playing this game is like, just run past these enemies. Like, cause like, obviously like if you die in Dark Souls, you get sent back to uh, a decent ways back. And like, you just can't be bothered to like, fight all those enemies yeah and you know that's like a rule that you usually fall through all the souls games like it's not exclusive to three but i felt like for three it's like yeah this is a new area i've never explored it i don't care where's the next bonfire where's the next (laughs) boss i don't want to deal with these enemies the the bullshit (laughs) at least if it's like oh i gotta retry a boss and you're just running to the to refight that boss okay yeah skip the enemies why would you you're just make, putting yourself at disadvantage by having less healing items and everything for the boss. You might as well just run past them. Yeah. But for like actually exploring a new area you've never been in, usually you want to fight and beat all of the enemies, get some experience, and also find whatever items. DLC? No, I'm running through it. Where's the next bonfire? Where's the next boss? This is stupid. We gotta, we gotta get out of here. <laughs> I just want to be done with this. Yeah, just get, just get me out of here. I bought this the DLC stupid. during like the last steam sale and i haven't i've gone through most of it but i haven't been it because i was just like this isn't fun ah (laughs) oh no i uh i'm not super experienced with the souls games but i did actually buy three a little while ago and i played Mm -hmm. through a little bit of it but i i'm not very far yet i gotta I i might try and play through more of that over this vacation but yeah it's uh it's an interesting series one i admire but it's definitely not one i'm as experienced in yeah Dark Souls as like a series does have a very like interesting history because like uh, Valentin was telling me about this and like it all kind of originally started with this other game called Demon Souls. Yeah. Uh, and I guess like <laughs> oh, yeah. it, that game was in development for years upon years, apparently. And when they finally re- uh, like showed it to like their CEO, like, I think in Japan at the time, like he was like, oh, this game is shit. But like the game we've it's been it's been in development for so long just release it anyway yeah yeah like in, so... at that point it's like the round resource you spent on this i don't want to not get anything back yeah might as well release it and it yeah. became like one of the like launching hits with the P- release of the ps3 well this is the thing but no one talked about it <laughs> well not not exactly so there's a little bit more to the story though because when it was it, Basically, Miyazaki was fighting to get this game kind of made and put out. And eventually it got to a point where they they got it. They got put it out. But the thing is, as you'll know, Demon's Souls was published in the West actually by Atlas. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was actually published in Japan, though, uh, by Sony for the PlayStation yeah. 3. And the thing was, when it released in Japan, it fucking bombed like <laughs> big time. And uh, basically, Sony was like, yeah, no, we're not releasing this state. Like, we're not releasing this in the West. Like, fuck that. We this is this is bad. So eventually Atlas put it out. But then through word of mouth and stuff and like through streaming and whatnot, it basically became noticed and built up like an audience because it was basically, you know, this hard as nails game that was like 
you know, this big challenging, like dark fantasy kind of thing. It was really alluring. And then that was when uh, basically from Softwet and they made Dark Souls. The reason they had to make it as Dark Souls was because uh, Demon Souls was still an IP that was actually technically at that point owned by Sony. Yeah. So Dark Souls became like a legally distinct Demon Souls remake, basically, mm-hmm. or sort of. Uh, not not necessarily a remake, but like a, a new game kind of as a sequel, but not quite the same thing. Uh, but that's actually a par- big part of why Bloodborne became a thing, because Sony basically was like, hey, guys. Fuck. Oh, well, yeah, because <laughs> they, they basically went and they were like, well, we fuck, we could have had this this whole big phenomenon now as like an exclusive thing on our console, but we fucking we, we didn't see, you know, the potential in it and shit. So they were like, we, can we get our own exclusive one? Right. And I mean, it paid off. It's probably, it like definitely did the, pay off. Like bloodborne was a big release for that. Yeah. So. At the, well, yeah, at the time, uh, the PS4 didn't have very many like big names to it. And when it finally did release that, that was, yeah, it's like one of its, uh, yeah. Uh, first really big names but also like the game like i've never played it but from what i've heard the game was just good like they they totally nailed it they did like on like the atmosphere and the like genre that the game falls they nailed it and it's i find they also fixed one of the fundamental problems of the souls games and that it very much pushes the player to be slow and on the defensive with like their shield always up and they fix that by saying, hey, go for the kill. And even if you get hurt, if you keep attacking, you can restore that lost health by just attacking. Yeah, it's okay. it's a much more faster kind of experience. I've yeah. played a bit, but not not a huge amount. Val had the uh, the PS4 for a while, but he ended up selling that to a family member, I believe. Uh, but he had Bloodborne on that. And I really should have taken more opportunities to play it, but I had only really gotten as far as uh, up to fighting Father Gascoigne. Um, sadly, oh, classic. But, uh, yeah, I had a few rounds with him. <laughs> He's fucked. Well, I, I don't know. Anytime playing those games, I get other games. I can just be very chill and just kind of get yeah. into it and whatever. Souls games, I just get into the state where I'm like, oh fuck, oh Jesus, oh Christ, <laughs> like everything happening. I just like I'm trash talking the fucking boss as, a, but like I'm clearly afraid. like i'm talking shit but it's it's clearly just me like posturing because there's this big fucker with like a sword coming at (laughs) with a massive sword too actually that was a thing in in demon souls 3 that was really funny there was the uh you probably know the guy i'm talking about dingo like fair like really early on when you get to the firelink shrine yeah the buddy with the fucking samurai sword (laughs) fucking samurai jimbo there I thought I had to fight him. I didn't realize I could just skip him. And I kept <laughs> yeah. going. Val comes over. He's like, you can just skip. Like, you don't have to deal with this guy. And I'm like, no, I'm fucking committed now. I got to fucking beat his ass. I fucking a few times fought him. Eventually, I came, ran back over and he was just dead. He probably fell off the edge while between like your last death. That's happened to me. Oh, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I, I was just like, like kicked him all off. All right. I just I was like, all right, cool. I just took his fucking katana and off yeah. I went. And oh. honestly, if you can, if you're experienced and you can beat him pretty easily, that's a great starting weapon, especially. Yeah, so. you probably it was probably worth like the struggle because yeah, you got that six starting weapon. Yeah, oh. I. I felt I don't know like yeah I would have been cooler if I beat him I think but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pass up a free katana yeah <laughs> oh yeah no oh. good game he was ridiculous to try to fucking fight though my god he just he come up all fucking slow and I'm like oh this motherfucker and then he just he hits you like two maybe three yeah. times and you're done he's waiting for your strike just to parry you. <laughs> god yeah he's ridiculous i oh. came close a couple times but yeah yeah for bloodborne he, just, he, he felt bad for me just to, like, <laughs> he's like this like, is a this is a complete joke i'm out <laughs> i'm out i'm just dipping uh but for bloodborne uh father gascoigne he's definitely i think the first like real boss you fight and he's a in, very interesting box boss because there's like two ways to kind of not cheese him, but to gain the advantage over him. Okay. 
One is essentially the repost mechanic, where if you shoot enemies at the right time, they stagger and you can get like a huge amount of damage on them. He's very susceptible to that. So if you've like mastered the, his timing and the swings, you can easily just take him out through that. Yeah, interesting. Nice. But there's also an item you can discover that you can get from his children, which is like this music box. And if you play it mid-fight, he kind of like takes a few seconds to kind of like grabs his head in like pain as like the tune reminds him of like before. And you can just take advantage of that few seconds and just get quite a few hits in. That's but, pretty cool. That is pretty cool, yeah, when uh, developers add in, like, yeah, mechanics like that, like, oh, he's this big bad enemy, but he's also a father, so yeah, you play this child's music box, get in his head, appeal to that side of him, and then boom. Yeah. Honestly, the uh... cool thing SMT4 did, too, is, like, having dialogue in the middle of boss fights, where depending on the response you picked, the boss would either get a huge buff and just tear you to shreds or you actually debuff them as they're like their spirits have gone down after hearing what you've said huh interesting that's and pretty you, cool yeah and you get you gain the advantage in the fight it's like that's i love this that is really cool i love little features like that oh yeah for sure. <laughs> little cool easter eggs it's, it's always nice when games work in cool mechanics like that the only one I can really think of, I'm trying to think of like other examples of games doing that that are that I remember as being interesting. But the only one that's really coming to mind right now is just like the, the all the story elements and the way those are weaved into like Hades and stuff, and just how oh, yeah. like cohesively that all came together. But oh, yeah, it's not quite the same thing. I don't know. Well, one thing that uh, kind of pops into my mind is like when I cool think of like cooler, neat things in a game is like I think of Sea of Thieves. Like, uh, one thing I uh, really think of is when you look through the sniper scope or like, uh, yeah, the sniper scope, uh, it's like cracked, uh, but like that crack is the like the reticle. Oh, yeah, that was actually always kind of neat to me how they had a lot of, I don't know, that game was, was for what it is, it, they fleshed out a lot of really cool details like that. Like, I like that that was a thing, but also the fact that like, other ship like people on other ships they could like watch for like the gleam of your like telescope like looking out over uh across the distance and they could use that to know that you like you were watching them yeah or you yeah. <laughs> even when uh, uh you have your bucket out and you've been drinking too much you start puking uh, you catch the puke in the bucket and you throw it at people <laughs> i didn't know you could do that that doesn't surprise <laughs> me though or oh, chivalry when you can grab decapitated heads and throw them <laughs> at people. Exactly. Fuck chivalry. My God. I do I have chivalry installed? I might have to install it if I don't, because oh, I don't Ooh, I don't know boy, if I have it installed I still. I wouldn't you know, oh, yeah, but you mentioned the chivalry. Now it's got me thinking about playing some chivalry and I've Yeah, I'm always you, thinking about playing that game. I'll you tell know. you, Dingo. <laughs> I'd play some chivalry. Oh baby, maybe during the holidays we'll Get a few oh. games then. Oh, oh baby, I was uh yeah it was I thought about it again recently too because there was a, a time uh, it was a while ago I, quite a long time ago now actually uh, but I I had just remembered playing a few rounds of um, the first chivalry game a few times listening to uh, protest the hero yeah and I was doing dishes the one day and I was listening to that again uh, just because I I got nostalgic I was like oh yeah I haven't listened to this in a long time. So I put on a couple tracks from that, and all I could fucking think about was chivalry again. I'm yes. Ah, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, gonna have to install chivalry too. Run, running into battle with your swords, hitting the scream button, throwing dishes, screaming <laughs> in front of the dish. <laughs> get these fucking things clean. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Do you know if they fix like the iffy matchmaking or? <laughs> I fucking hope so. It's, I, been yeah. it's been a while. If they haven't, ooh, I don't know if that game's gonna that stay relevant. Yeah, that's oh, I like. I hope so. I'd like to see it happen. I like the like get once we got into a match together <laughs> after fighting with the game yeah. for a while. Once we finally got in there, great time. But trying to get to that point was a, a road fraught with bugs. 
it's yeah it sucks when games like that like they're good games like that are just plagued with like stupid things like that whether it be iffy matchmaking one thing that really comes to mind is when i think of that is rockstar like gta the load times oh Holy yeah fuck i GTA swear like, five is playing yeah. try and play that game on xbox like my fuck going from the loading screen because you gotta load single player first at least you did have to back in the day i think they changed that now like you, back in the day you had to load your single player character then load the multiplayer world and you had to join your friend and each loading screen i swear took like 30 seconds to a minute each maybe two minutes yeah. holy shit i'm, I like, I'm pretty back. sure like they load the entire world right at the beginning and that's why like initially the load times are so bad i don't know if on pc if it gets better but yeah i remember playing on the xbox 360 and it was bad bad. i feel like i heard though there were like some modders or something who found out like how you could actually like optimize it to not yeah i heard it was basically just like rockstar or maybe take two just didn't want to spend the time and money to do that i guess well, I had heard that uh, recently Rockstar like actually paid, yeah, paid those modders to like, yeah, optimize it or just like make it better. Wow, that's wild. Yeah. I respect that. It's pretty insane. I, even. Well, they could have done that beforehand, though, right? I mean, it's not I like mean, they didn't have the money to. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of insane slash sad when companies have to like rely on like modders, yeah, like other people like outside the company, like fans essentially. Fix yeah. this hey, man. Skyrim is, I would say, it's the prime example. I mean, the new anniversary edition, they're just like, hey, all these fans that create all this cool stuff, we'll just ship it with the, another oh, version of the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It's like, it's kind of like the, there's like a very stark difference between, like, I don't know, because you think about Doom, right? And Doom's available on everything, because yeah. they're always trying to figure out how how they can get Doom running on some other crazy piece of tech that you would never expect to be able to run that game. But then there there's like that where it's like the community has such a love for it that they're trying to like keep keep uh, porting it to new things. And then there's like Skyrim where it's just <laughs> Todd Howard trying to shove it down everyone's throats the twentieth time around. It's not because people keep trying to bring it to new consoles. It's just because Todd's like, now fuck you. <laughs> you guys really loved this game like 10, 15 years ago. However fucking long it's been. You're getting it again. I mean, if there's going to be people that will buy it for like the fifth time. My I don't understand. I have bought Skyrim, I think, maybe twice at most. And one of those would have been on PS3 like ages ago when it first came out. Yeah. And then again on PC. And I have not bought it again fucking since. I'm in the exact same boat. I bought it twice. Once, yeah, for PS3 way back in the day. And that was painful to play. And I was like, hey, I want to play Skyrim again, but not on the PS3. So I bought it on PC. And yeah, that's it. Yeah, like I bought it for Xbox 360 and then PC. And I'm trying to check now. Do I have like the Legendary Edition? Did I buy it a third time or was I gifted it? (laughs) I don't know. I just have like more than one. Yeah, no, I have like the special edition or whatever. I wonder if it just got like given to people. It might. That's, that was actually my, yeah, my th- like theory. Like that's probably a law to say. I was like, oh, here's a here's a gift. Oh, Skyrim. Let me see if I have. Like, uh, yeah. Where the fuck? Oh, it's under E because it's Elder Scroll. Yeah. Uh yeah, no, but like, I, I just have I just have regular Skyrim, I guess. Okay, so yeah, I probably wasn't gifted. I probably or gifted by the developer. I got gifted it, but yeah, like I haven't installed it or anything. It's just there. Uh, well, I got a yeah. special edition. Yeah, I played apparently at least of the Steam version. I've played eighty nine point nine hours. Ooh, you've beaten me by like two hours. <laughs> oh, <laughs> gotcha. dang! I- I have 132 hours in mine. Steve. Oh shit! These is the the real Dragonborn. Man, when I when I first got it, like that was like my uh, addiction. Like that month, and it was just all the time Skyrim. Because it just it just felt good to finally be able to play the game not on a leggy last gen console. Understandable. Yeah. Like playing it on PS3 was rough like holy fuck load screens again took forever 
it just didn't run the greatest. I'm trying to remember because I know like Fallout 3 was horrendous on the PS3 compared to the Xbox. And I wonder if it's just like all Bethesda games just ran super poorly on the PS3 or if it just, I just don't remember how bad Skyrim was on the 360. But yeah, like I played a lot more Oblivion than Skyrim probably. Yeah, I, I have played a good bit of Oblivion as well. I have never played Oblivion. Skyrim is the only game in the Oblivion. series I've played. Oblivion's quite an experience. <laughs> I I've like seen a lot of like memes around it, so I get like get like kind of oh yeah, kind of get the game. Are you the grand champion? Oh, everyone does. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> oh God. Uh, I that would nerd. say. Maybe oh, traveler, you have broken the law. <laughs> oh, oh, I still love that game. I would say, I don't know. I mean, you could argue whether mechanically Skyrim or Oblivion is better, but I think in terms of, like the writing and of the different quest lines, Oblivion just knocks Skyrim out of the park. Oh yeah, yeah. That's Dark one thing... heard is so good. That's that one game. thing. Uh, Valentine's has told me as well. Uh, Oblivion is like a lot more like uh yeah, in depth, like the story, yeah, the writing's just better. Yeah, like Thieves Guild and Dark Brotherhood and Oblivion are plus A plus. They're great. Oh yeah. More role. Well the whole Dark Brotherhood one in Oblivion's pretty great too, because all you have to do is just kill like one person. You just you you murder somebody and then it's the first like once you go to sleep after doing that, when you wake up there is like a dude in a black cloak by your bedside, like, oh yes, hello. <laughs> I've been waiting to meet you. It's like, oh Jesus, what the fuck? He's like, I've seen you commit murder. <laughs> so I have an offer for you. And then you can go be an assassin and earn money murdering people. Yeah. Oh, God. I just say like the assassinations and Oblivion. Are just a lot more cooler. The each... fucking the pirate ship outside oh the my God. city that was dope. Each one has like a really cool thing that you can do to make the assassination a lot easier, and usually are rewarded for doing it. But you can just go like brute force it if you really want. <laughs> oh, my oh, favorite one is still the dinner party. <laughs> oh, that's such a good one. Oh, to yeah. just give some context, essentially you have to kill all five of these guests in this abandoned mansion. They're there under the context that there's a treasure to find. And you enter, and they lock the door behind you, and you can't leave until everyone else is dead. (laughs) (laughs) And you can kill them however you want. You can just straight up go (laughs) murder them, or you could, like, try, like, hide and pretend to actually play along with the guests, kill them, like, when they're alone, and then everyone's like, what happened? Well, it wasn't you, (laughs) and, like, and all this. And when there's, like, three of you left, depending on how friendly you've been with some people, they'll be like, oh, my God, there's only one other person. It can't be us two. It's gotta be them. And they'll actually go and murder the guy themselves. (laughs) Wow. Damn. And it's like, oh, Oblivion, just in terms of writing, it's just so good. I like, I like the idea of just the door locks like all cowabunga it is. <laughs> a minute later, you unlock the door. It's like, it's done. It's your great sword. <laughs> just start going to town. Oh. I love that game. Man, maybe I'll... Oh, you're making me think about installing Oblivion there. No. God, first chivalry fucking, now oblivion. First chivalry now oblivion. God, <laughs> what are you doing to me, Dingo? It was weird, because like a few months ago, I was thinking... Man, I kind of want to install Skyrim again, but mod it up to be a completely different game. Because I've seen like mods of like having gameplay from like Dark Souls or Sekiro implemented, uh, and I was like, really? I really? think that would be really interesting to play Skyrim like that. <laughs> Darks, Dark Scrim Souls, scripts. Oh, <laughs> god damn it. I'm just trying to think. Yeah, like Sekiro uh, or Dark Souls. Yeah, uh, these other games in Skyrim. Yeah. Quite interesting. The yeah. Elder Souls Dark Sky. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, but like, yeah, that's kind of past, but because it's, it's a lot of work to do all that modding. But yeah. 
you know what uh, you could also do? Could install Oblivion and just mod Oblivion a bunch. <laughs> but that's also a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, but then you can make Oblivion look really pretty and then have all the good writing, and then there you go. That's true. But uh, if I can't play Oblivion like Sekiro, what's the point? <laughs> well, <laughs> you play Oblivion like Oblivion. That's the point. That's oh, I don't know if I want to play Oblivion like Oblivion again. Yeah, who, who does like, yeah. that? Who fucking who the fuck plays a game vanilla anymore? <laughs> I play it. I play my games fucking modded to hell. hell. <laughs> you can't even recognize it. Game won't, game won't even open because of all the mods. The game won't even fucking boot. Just <laughs> God, this baby so full of fucking mods. <laughs> Every oh. fucking every character looks like Macho Man Randy Savage, <laughs> but but not exactly like him. It's not like everyone has the same character model. It's more like his flesh has been pulled over whatever shape <laughs> that creature had taken. Because that's Yarr. what they do, though. <laughs> With these fucking, I think there was. A, I'm pretty sure Skyrim has a mod where you can turn the dragons into these like weird ass like dragonoid Macho Man Randy Savages. <laughs> will fly over the fucking skies just shooting at you. I know you can make the dragons into Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> <laughs> That's a classic one. Oh, I love I never, that mod. Oh, I've never heard of this other one, though. <laughs> oh, my lord. They, they, I remember it because when Fallout 4 came out, there was a big deal where they did the same thing with the Death Claws. <laughs> oh, my god. <laughs> it was like pretty soon after the game launched and they're like yep you can already turn the death claws into fucking randy savage <laughs> that's how you know it's official That's how you God christen man. the release oh no well let's maybe you know i'm curious to know if you guys got anything to recommend for me this week uh, I got something, I guess. I I don't know that I really have have <laughs> much of anything. Really, I don't know. I finally have some free time now, but I haven't had enough time to really do anything interesting yet. This <laughs> is my first day of the vacation, so I haven't really done yeah. shit. That's uh, what can I recommend? You know what? Actually, there's an anime. Uh, I haven't watched it in quite a while, and I haven't actually ever finished it, but I, I really need to. Um, but I, I just, I know it's really, really good, and I, you know, I'm gonna throw it out there. It's called Read or Die. It's kind of weird, I guess, to try to explain the premise. Like, basically, there's this author, and her, a friend of hers, had gone missing a long time ago, but she's not really sure what's happening with her and she's kind of waiting for her to come back. But this lady is a, a particularly good author and she goes to Hong Kong for a book signing and basically ends up getting wrapped up in this, like there's like this crazy dude that's like kind of out to get her and they're trying to basically get her some protection. So she hires some bodyguards, which are basically wind up being these three ladies. And um they seem almost kind of like sisters but they're definitely not related like they don't seem to be there's uh this i think the tallest who's kind of like the middle aged one she's very like quiet and kind of uh kept to herself but she's also seems kind of like uh gentle and curious uh despite how like tall and almost kind of imposing she is uh there's this blonde lady and she's uh very she she's kind of like the talker the sort of the face of the trio and then there's like this little bratty kid who's uh she's interesting and a lot more clever than you'd think she would be for her age and they and this trio basically becomes like her bodyguards and they end up revealing that they have like the ability to almost kind of like i don't know how to explain the ability other than like paper bending <laughs> as weird as it fucking sounds like they basically utilize paper and can manipulate it to become like super hard and like stiff and they can use it like knives basically, or they okay. can like turn like whole set, like this like big collection of sheets of paper into these like weird, like animated, like paper golems that can take on all kinds of various shapes and shit. 
just like wild applications of like these abilities and it has a really interesting vibe because it just builds out from there into like just sort of fleshing out this mystery of like where this one like the main like author lady's friend went and her own difficulties with like you know getting over like creative hurdles and working on her writing but also kind of like learning more about this trio of these like bodyguards and their abilities and uh other weird things that like other weird like mission assignments they get sent out on and stuff from time to time too and it's a a really interesting show it's really well animated for how old it is it's like i think like early 2000s i believe but it's it like you watch the intro and it just bleeds style I, i i'm surprised more people don't talk about it these days it's super cool definitely check it out read or die okay there we go i got a cool recommendation <laughs> and uh I, some, I saw something on twitter recently that reminded me about that show and i, I need to go and fucking finally finish it after all these years it's super good though definitely check it out who's next uh, oh uh, what in the last next? few weeks i watched uh the anime arcane Oh, oh yeah, the new uh League of Legends. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. And I don't play League of Legends. I played I think like three times in my life and knew it was not for me. So, while while we're on that note, I do want to ask you as an experienced League of Legends player, would you uh would you recommend people play League of Legends? Uh short answer no. <laughs> I, I i do apologize but i basically knew what the answer was yes. gonna be i just <laughs> i just it's thought like, it'd be really funny it's like yes. getting into an abusive relationship you can't get out of <laughs> but but the oh, no. the abuser is league and you're just like no take me back i'll change and then you just oh, get abused no. oh no <laughs> god but yeah, oh, for no. someone who knows nothing about League of Legends, <laughs> the anime is very good. Ooh. I have heard very good things about it. And you don't really need to play League or know a lot about it to follow along. And it's just, it's very good. Interesting. I have heard some surprisingly good things about it. I, I have been kind of curious to check it out just because of like how, like, how like widely acclaimed it's been since it released, but... I, I don't know. I just it's not something that's I've been feeling that much of a, a a want to go and check out until recently, I suppose. So maybe I will hear soon, though. I got I got lots of time, so I suppose yeah. I can start finally yeah. watching. Them, I so. mean, yeah, I, I think it's only nine episodes and like roughly an hour each. Oh, that's not say. too bad. Well, yeah. hour long episodes, though. Well, that's I say hour, high. but it's more like 45 minutes. To yeah, long. probably 45 okay. minutes. You know what? That's not too bad. Uh. But yeah, no, it's very good, very well animated. The soundtracks are bangers, and yeah, I've heard the animation is pretty top notch. Yeah, I want to say like episode seven has a v- like the coolest fight scene I can think of in any recently in any sort of anime. It's very much a story, visual storytelling uh, kind of aspect, hmm. and. I mean, I don't know if it's it's probably not the same people who do their cinematics, but like whenever League of Legends does kind of release something animated, whether it be, yeah, like a cinematic on YouTube, uh, a quick short or yeah, like even this new show, their animation, uh, uh, the quality is like it's on par with blizzards, honestly, like, holy shit, their animation quality is just so good. No, yeah, this it's. It's a very good show. Definitely a recommend. Even if you don't super care for League of Legends, the show's very good. If I had one gripe with it, I would say there's just a couple characters that I really dug, but they were more supporting character and they don't get as much screen time. Okay, yeah. You know what? That's never like a a particularly bad thing though, or just like you just you want more of it. Yeah, exactly. Like... It's just like I wish there was more screen time of you, but it I'm pretty sure this is getting a season two. Oh After yeah, that ending definitely. and just all the claim it's been getting. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they. So just, maybe like, I'll get more of what I want. Yeah, it'd have to do pretty bad to not get season two. It would have to do Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> yeah, really. Oh god, action. I feel like I may have to check that out at some point. Just 
bits that you know. Uh, yeah, I feel like before I do, I almost want to rewatch the original first. It's funny because I rewatched the original after to cleanse the palate. <laughs> so when I when I like when I reference Cowboy Bebop, it's not the live action that I reference. <laughs> cleanse the palate. That's good. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. I want to watch the original before I watch the live action because I want to be able to hate the live action one properly. That's fair. <laughs> I want to know exactly why it sucks because I'll have the old one, the the classic one, fresh in my mind. So yeah, you don't want to pull the reverse effect and compare the anime to the live action show. That was man. That was such a wild <laughs> thing that Jake. Oh, I can't. No, we can't. We already talked about this just last week, but that whole thing. <laughs> with oh, fucking show. I heard <laughs> that and I just face palmed. <laughs> no way. It was just the fact that he's like, well, I don't know if I watch the anime, I might have the issue of comparing it to the live action. I'm like, oh, no, buddy. Oh, no. no that's not what's going to happen. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I mean, I can't speak for JC. Maybe he would like the live action more. I find that. That's like I have a hard time myself comprehending, but I'm not him, right? So oh, yeah. I try to give him the benefit of the doubt, but yeah, it was pretty wild. Yeah, like I, I can somewhat understand from the angle of like you just don't care for that medium and that just affecting your entire experience, but I think it's just better the original. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you don't care for the medium, it's just better. <laughs> this is I agree. Oh. Okay, but, but yeah, watch Arcane. Yeah, go check out Arcane. I still need to do that myself, honestly. Um, well, I guess for my my recommendation, uh, I'll recommend recommend a YouTube channel that I've uh had a very uh long fascination for. Like I just I, lo- I love it so much. Um, the guy's name is Rob Gavigan. Okay. Uh, he kind of does these like uh spooky slash like creepy YouTube videos. So whether it be on like uh, serial killers or like uh, missing people's uh, yeah miss, missing people, sometimes he'll has these he has a, this series that he revived recently called Twisted Tens, and it's literally just like kind of ten uh, like of whatever in a list. So uh, for example, it's like uh, ten photos taken right before death, and like he just co- goes through like these photos and like uh, just talks about like the situations leading up to them. Or another one, uh, like uh, ten unbelievable but true coincidences, and it's just kind of like these spooky, creepy events that like have happened throughout the world. And he just uh-huh. like talks about them. That's kind of neat. And yeah, just like the way he talks. Uh, but yeah, if you uh, enjoy uh, some creepy uh, YouTube content, I would definitely go check him out. Again, his name is Rob Gavigan. Rob Gavigan. Sounds pretty cool. Check them out, guys. But yeah, with that, I think that wraps up the end of episode 51 of Balcony Banter. Yeah, we're at the end again. Just the three of us sitting here uh, hanging out and it's chilling. a good time. And we appreciate you coming to chill with us, Dingo. Oh, yeah. Oh, we all love having you. Absolutely. Anytime, guys. It's great. Yeah, we love having you on. Love having a chat. We love having you guys come and hang out with us here on our our old, our old balcony. And uh, yeah, thanks again as always to our buddy Zoo uh, Blackbird Bell for the use of our intro and outro music. Uh, check him out. He's on Bandcamp, Spotify, SoundCloud, Twitter. We're on Twitter as well. If you didn't know that, balcony underscore banter. You can check us out. Yeah. I'm also no. on Twitter at Big B the Wizard, and I post some art and stuff. And I've been posting more, and I'm going to keep posting more, especially because, as I've said several times, I have more free time finally. So I can, <laughs> I can cool. do some more drawing. Do you think you'll ever get back to live streaming with at uh, we we like to draw? No, what was the channel name? Uh, uh, twitch.tv slash we underscore wanna underscore draw. That's it. Um, yeah. Moose and I, I think we might be able to do that here soon. I gotta, I gotta talk to him a bit more about it, but oh, I think, I think we might be able to, to maybe start looking at that again. Yeah, with that, that wraps up episode fifty-one. Uh, I've been bees. I've been Big B. And what's thank you, Brian. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's, what's the final word, Dingo? I want to drink something.